Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. Now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. So if any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Dear Lord, please help homeless friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the internet to be mean. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app, and 100.3 HD2. Sunday, bloody Sunday, week nine of the NFL season is upon us. I'm Jeff Meller. You can catch me every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. as I help you make your lineup decisions for your fantasy football lineup. If you're new to the show, welcome. You can join us via the phone, 312-332-3776. Looks like the phone lines are full right now, so make sure you keep trying. But as I always encourage you guys, go ahead and jump on in as early as possible so we can get your questions. Also, you can hit me up on Twitter. As usual, it's at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. And also, you can uh, follow us and join the conversation in Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. All right, let's get it underway. It's time to get things underway on the Fantasy Football Show. Jeff Meller gets it going with First and Ten. So this is the portion where I give you all the latest news from around the league, what you need to be aware of for your fantasy football teams, and where to start but up north. I think they thought I was a quack. I will allow you to go ahead and make your own judgment on that, but of course the voice of Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. Aaron Rodgers has been ruled out with after testing positive for COVID. He will miss this week's game against the Chiefs, which was a very tasty matchup for fantasy purposes because the Kansas City defense has been atrocious. But he will not take place in that 325 kick. Jordan Love will be under center for the Packers. So from the Packers' point of view, it gives them an opportunity to take a look at the quarterback they drafted in the first round and the eventual replacement to Aaron Rodgers. So that is very good news for the Packers in that regard if you want to look at it long term. But obviously... For this season at 7-1, and one, not having your starting quarterback is a bad move. Devontae Adams has been removed from the COVID list, so he will return, as will Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Trying to, I think you still probably have to roll with a, a Devontae Adams. Um, everyone else, for the most part, in the passing game, I don't really want a piece of them without Rodgers under center. Kind of want to see how Jordan Love does. And it, in terms of if you're a Rodgers owner, I would say... I could see myself starting love in the right situation if I didn't love my options that were available to me. So I wouldn't completely rule it out against the Chiefs. Again, that that defense has been just brutal all season long. So I think there's a there's a path where I could see myself playing Jordan Love depending on the options. So if any of you have a Rodgers dilemma and uh, it does encapsulates Jordan Love in that, we can uh, definitely talk about that later as well. Mayfield, a lot of fake flip to Beckham, and he gets away. Now Beckham has room to run. Odell Beckham cuts back. Odell Beckham Jr. All the way. Touchdown, Cleveland. So for fantasy owners, I think this is actually a, I'm not even going to say a blessing in disguise. I think it's an outright blessing to have Odell Beckham released by the Browns on Friday from Cleveland. He is now going 
to be available to any team who would like to go ahead and make a claim for him on waivers, although that seems unlikely with a hefty seven-plus million dollar salary remaining on his contract. And so I think he'll probably make it through waivers. That seems to be the general idea around the league. And he has told people he wants to play for a contender. So if he clears waivers, I think for fantasy purposes, hopefully if you were an Odell Beckham Jr. owner, you were able to hang on to him because I do think if he lands in the right spot, you know, if he does land in Kansas City, there could be a very big boom coming for Odell Beckham later in the season. Getting out of Cleveland, I think, is definitely going to help his fantasy owners out there. So hang on to him. And if he's still, if he's available as a free agent in your league, I think go ahead and pick him up this morning because depending on where he lands, I think he could certainly be, at the very least, a wide receiver three for you going forward. If not much more, if things fall in the right spot, he could be a dangerous wide receiver. He's still, I think, from what I've seen, he still has the burst. He's still a technician as a route runner. The Browns were not a pass-heavy offense. Baker Mayfield has his own issues in terms of accuracy. So I think Beckham was a terrible fit in Cleveland, and I think now fantasy owners actually might have a viable player if he lands in the right spot. But we won't know uh, if he clears waivers until Monday afternoon, and after that he'll be free to sign with anybody he chooses if he does indeed clear waivers. Second and five. Oh, man, just brutal. Uh, Every fantasy owner out there who was riding the Derrick Henry train was having a fabulous season. It was so much fun. The Titans are still hopeful that Derrick Henry might be able to return at some point later in the season season after undergoing foot surgery uh, earlier this week. But uh, one source, according to Adam Schefter, said that uh, it would be, quote, very surprising if he made it back. So, Honestly, if you have an IR spot, don't release him. Throw him on the IR spot. But if you're somebody, if you're in a league where you have to carry an injured player and, and you're kind of in a crunch, you don't have, you know, you kind of have to make the decision, who am I adding here for him? But I think it's probably very unlikely that Derrick Henry is going to return in the regular season. If anything, I think this is more a situation where the Titans are hopeful that maybe he could return for a playoff run if that was the situation. But at this point, I don't think you really need to hold on to Derrick Henry unless you just have a huge roster and uh, the ability to play around with it. Adrian Peterson, he has been signed. Uh, he did, I guess he declined an opportunity to go ahead and uh, be a contestant on Dancing with the Stars just, day, uh, just days ago. So the fact that that was maybe a little fortuitous by him. he, I think he's going to step right in. He's going to make his debut today as the Titans play in Los Angeles against the Rams. I think Adrian Peterson is somebody who can be if you're in you know you need some running back help. I think he might be an RB2 in deeper leagues. Now chances are he was probably added uh via wa- waivers by most fantasy leagues out there. I think Adrian Peterson though if you look at his numbers for the Lions and Washington the last couple of years, he's still a productive runner. He's not he's certainly not going to be Henry, but if the Titans don't want to change their offense too drastically and they want to lean on somebody. It's not I don't think Jeremy McNichols, who's more of a pass catching back, is going to all of a sudden be the workhorse for them. So Adrian Peterson, while this first week, you know, they may want to 
let him get his wind, get uh, his legs under him. I think, though, in the next couple weeks, he may very well be you know, the guy who's getting 15 to 16 carries for the Titans. So I think he's probably the running back I would prefer if I had to make a decision between Henry, and, I'm sorry, between Peterson and McNichols for the long run. If I'm choosing between the two for just today, I think I would roll McNichols just because I'd be hopeful he could catch enough passes. But for the long run, I think I would put my money on Peterson being the more productive fantasy player. Shotgun. Murray. Out of the pocket. Seven seconds. Six seconds. Murray heaves it downfield. It is. Oh, it's caught. It is caught. DeAndre Hopkins. Miraculous. It's Murray magic. Couple of questionable Cardinals here. Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins in the highlight there. Highlight courtesy of CBS. And Murray is currently listed as questionable with that sprained ankle. But he, according to Adam Schefter, he's expected to test the injury in pregame warmups. And the, the Cardinals will make a decision. But they're going to be careful. And if Murray can't start, Colt McCoy would be your starter there. Though there is less optimistic news for DeAndre Hopkins, who's also listed as questionable dealing with that hamstring injury. Remember that Thursday night game against the Packers, he left it and did not return. Um, The Cardinals are going to give him the pregame routine to see if he's available. But I would probably stay away from both. Hopefully, quarterback, you can find somebody to plug in for Murray. DeAndre Hopkins, I wouldn't want a recurrence of what happened against the Packers where if even if he was active, I kind of want to see him get through a game if I can at this point or at least see some reports that are a little more encouraging than what you hear. So, And with it being a 325 game, that really crushes some of your options if you're going to go in a different direction there. So at this point, I think I'm probably, if I'm a Murray or Hopkins owner, I'm kind of staying away if I have anybody I need to consider in that noon game. I'd probably rely on them ahead of Murray or Hopkins. Oh, Christian is back today, and that is going to be a glorious sight. He has been activated from injured reserve and also for the Panthers. I think this I think this is good news. Sam Darnold has been cleared from concussion protocol, so he'll start on uh, start today as well. Like I said, I mean I don't, you know, he's Sam Sam Donald has his own issues, but I think it's better than having to rely on PJ Walker. If anything, I think the biggest beneficiary of that news is actually DJ Moore. If he's got Sam Donald throwing him the football, DJ Moore definitely a guy I feel good about starting. They have the Patriots today at noon at home. Now Barkley up the middle, cuts to the outside. Saquon Barkley across midfield, down okay. the sideline, stayed in bounds, and Barkley takes it all the way. Touchdown. All right, so Saquon Barkley had a false positive test for COVID-19 earlier in the week, but he has since had two negative tests, so he's cleared protocol. He is back on the Giants roster, but he's already been ruled out for their game today against the Raiders because of that ankle injury that he's been dealing with. So, uh, you know, that this might be for the best. Give Saquon Barkley another week to get healthy, and hopefully you can go ahead and use him later in the season if need be uh, in Hopefully he's helped. He's back to being the healthy running back that everybody wants. If you uh, have a option to use Devontae Booker against the Raiders today, that's not a terrible play at all. On first down, little shoulder fake. Thomas, what a throw! Surgical precision, and Mike. 
Michael Thomas has his eighth. Dropped in beautifully by Drew Brees. You know that's an old highlight when you have uh, Michael Thomas catching his eighth touchdown of the season from Drew Brees. Well, you can officially go ahead and cut Michael Thomas from your fantasy roster as he has been ruled out for the season. So that was a complete bust for you if you drafted him in fantasy football. Um, no good news, but at least this at this point you finally have an open roster spot. Montgomery running left. All right, for Monday Night Football, the beloved, our Bears, have probably one of the bigger headaches because if David Montgomery does return, what do you do as a Khalil Herbert owner? I'll be honest, I have Herbert in a league, and I don't have a bunch of great options due to bye weeks, so I'm going to roll with Khalil Herbert, and if you're in that situation, I'm okay with it, but I, I do have to admit, Matt Nagy hinting at the possibility of David Montgomery possibly returning looks like it's going to be problematic. And then I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see a little bit of a split between the two running backs because Khalil Herbert has been productive in Montgomery's absence. So could be a potential headache. I think if you're a Montgomery owner and you've been getting by to this point and you've got someone who's a decent option, I might. I, I think against a tough Pittsburgh defense, I would probably avoid using him this week if possible. But if you're in a crunch, it sounds like he's probably going to play. We won't be able to know, though, until uh, actives are turned in tomorrow night. Again, I will have your pregame show for you with along with Dion Miller tomorrow from 6 to 7. So obviously uh, lock us in and make sure you're there for that. But that's probably not going to help your fantasy team much today because you need to make a decision. So I would advise I'd probably hold off on using Montgomery just to ensure that you're not going to take a zero unless maybe you have Khalil Herbert at your disposal in case he is not active. I guess, too, if you have both and you're waiting it out and you're deciding, okay, what do I do, Montgomery versus Herbert? If Montgomery's active, obviously, you use him over Khalil Herbert. All right, plenty more to go. I still have a few things I want to mention. I'll do that throughout the show, though. Up next, plenty of your calls, 312-332-3776. We answer all your fantasy football questions next. The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. i got no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Fantasy Football Show, as always, presented by Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. I'm Jeff Mella here for you every Sunday morning starting at 8, talking fantasy football up until 9 a.m. and taking your phone calls at 312-332-3776. Week 9 is on the agenda today. We are about halfway through now with uh, 17, 18, 18, wait, 18 weeks. I'm still figuring it out now. So now I guess uh, after today, we'll after I guess tomorrow, we'll officially be halfway through our NFL season. And uh, we can now 
continue to start to commit that to memory. 18 weeks, 17 games. All right, there you go. There's my faux pas. All right, one thing I did want to mention that I did not have uh, time for in the previous segment there, George Kittle is going to return today. He's been activated for the Niners, and uh, per Adam Schefter, going to be on a pitch count, expected to go about half the game. I don't know what that really means. I think tight end's kind of such a wasteland that if you've been hanging on to George Kittle this time, all this time, it is certainly reasonable to go ahead and start him i will say though if you have a very good option maybe just maybe based on that news you could consider waiting a week i may do that in one league where i have dalton schultz after blake jarwin has been placed on injured reserve so it really depends on your options most leagues uh, i think you probably have to use george kittle if he's in the lineup which he's going to be for the niners and then also a couple other niners who are questionable both Debo samuel and Elijah Mitchell are expected to go today, but they are going to give it, uh, you know, a test in pregame warmups. So it sounds like, though, encouraging news for both Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel. All right, out to the phone lines. Let's try. I'm going to go to Jeff. Another Jeff. I love that name. What's up, Jeff in DC? How you doing, buddy? Hey, Jeff. Thanks for taking my call. Big fan. My pleasure, uh, Jeff. PPR League, I wanted to know what your thoughts were on uh, Khalil Herbert or A.J. Dillon. I thought Dillon may get an increased workload since Jordan Love was starting. Sure, I like your thought process. I agree with you, and I think it's an easier decision to go ahead and make when you're you're considering between Khalil Herbert, who very easily could have his value derailed if David Montgomery comes back and is looking completely healthy. I can't tell you, you know, obviously the Monday night factor kind of makes it, you know, difficult to... No, definitively, but all the hints are that it seems like David Montgomery, they're expecting him to play on Monday night. So because of that, I think Khalil Herbert, you know, we're probably looking at maybe eight to ten touches, in which case A.J. Dillon should see that as well at the minimum. So, yeah, I'm definitely with you, Jeff. I like your thought process. I would use A.J. Dillon over over, uh, Khalil Herbert today. Appreciate you, Jeff. One more quick one for you. I got Kittle on my bench right now. I got Ertz starting. What are your thoughts? Ooh, that's, you know, I have, (laughs) so I have that same dilemma in another league and I'm using Kittle. The thing is with Ertz, he had that long touchdown, but I don't know how big of a focal point he's going to be. And if Kyler Murray is, you know, either if he's hampered or if he's, you know, ruled out and it's Colt McCoy, I, I don't feel like I can trust Zach Ertz. So that's, for me, the situation where I'm like, I'm going to go with George Kittle. Jeff, you're the best, man. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, no, you're the best, Jeff. All right. Let's go on out to, let's try James, who's in Edison Park. Hey, James. Hey, Jeff. Uh, just a quick question. Uh, I'm in two different PPR leagues, but Claypool versus the Bears mm-hmm. or A.J. Dillon for my flex spot is number one. Sure. And the other one I was curious was, I just heard you talking about Jeremy McNichols. I have him as my starting running back in one, but I'm debating using either A.J. Dillon now mm-hmm. or uh, Bart or uh, Boston Scott. Yeah, so especially in the PPR league, I would think I would, I would definitely use Boston Scott over McNichols. I kind of want to see what the Titans do. I don't trust them that McNichols is going to be any type of featured back, especially with the signing of Adrian Peterson, you know, Jimmy. So I would definitely use Boston Scar- Scott in that starting role. And hopefully, um, you know what, I'm going to use this opportunity, James, to uh, pat myself on the back because, yes, last week, if you were listening, I came out yes, and told I you. Was, you and, I, and I was so mad I didn't follow your advice. Oh, uh, well, but listen, he, at least Boston Scott's on your roster, and it's not directed at you. But, you know, a lot of people were t- talking up Kenneth Gainwell. And I said last week, Boston Scott, 
whenever he has had the opportunity to step in, the Eagles have used him like a feature back whenever Miles Sanders has been injured, and they did the exact same thing last week. Now, I know Gainwell actually ended up having about 10 touches, but all that came in mop-up time after they had completely run the Lions off the field. So it looks like Boston Scott's going to be the guy the Eagles lean on, and so I would use him for sure in your starting lineup. And then I think I would use Claypool over Dylan because of the PPR factor, James. Thank you very much, Jeff. And yeah, uh, my I pleasure, started Gainwell last, and it killed me. So no, we're, hey, listen again. I I wasn't I w- I wasn't saying that like you had to start Scott over Gainwell. I was just curious as to why everybody was rushing out and touting Gainwell when in the past Boston Scott had always been the guy. When Miles Sanders was hurt, he was the guy who was kind of their featured back, and it seemed like it unfolded that way in conjunction with Jordan Howard. It's not like it's a slam dunk. I just think Boston Scott, though, in terms of running, is going to be the guy who's going to see more carries than Kenneth Gainwell going forward for the Eagles, and I think that kind of uh, bore out last week. Let's try TJ, who's in Payless Hills. TJ, what's going on? You're on the Fantasy Football Show, man. Morning, guys. Morning. All right, I got a running back question, PPR. I have Miles Gaskin, Dak Moss, Mike Davis, or Damian Harris. Ah, oh, TJ, this is easy. Damian Harris. Damian Harris, no questions asked. I, I just feel most comfortable with his workload when the Patriots, I mean, the Panthers, that's a good, that's a good matchup. And, you know, Miles, I, I guess Miles Gaskin, because of the PPR factor, is somebody yeah, who I... I I can understand. I can understand why you're kind of like batting it around, but I just trust the Patriots are going to give Damian Harris 18 to 20 carries and rely on him to win the football game. You know, they, they seem to be hell bent on running the football. And listen, with a rookie quarterback, that's not necessarily a bad plan of action. So I think Damian yeah. Harris for for most people who call in Teach, uh, uh, I'm not going to tell them to bench Damian Harris. I just feel like. He is one of the top 12 running backs in fantasy who you can count on the touches. So I feel yeah. good about using Damian Harris. Hi, man. Thank you. All right. Good, good luck, Teach. Appreciate the call. Let's try Bob, who's in Evergreen Park. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Love the show. Thank okay. you. Okay. Here we go. Non-PPR, standard scoring. I need two out of three between Adam Thielen, Mike Williams, and A.J. Brown, and then to follow that up, moving forward after this week, throw in Michael Pittman, and who would you trade out of those four? <sighs> okay, so if you, I think if, I think if you can trade and get the value that you want for Mike Williams, he might be the guy to move. But after the last couple of weeks, he's but you know been a little suppressed here. But that that concerns me just a little bit. You know, everyone got a little crazy about Justin Herbert, and. Right now, I'm not loving what I'm seeing from their offense the way it was you know, humming the first couple of weeks. So I think Mike Williams would be the guy I would shop. But with the caveat, Bob, that you get what you want, you may be able to, you know, it's always about name value sometimes. And someone like A.J. Brown or Adam Thielen may be able to bring you back more in the trade. And so I wouldn't hesitate to get a deal done if the, the person you were working with was like, no, I'm only doing the deal if I, you know, if you give me Adam Thielen or AJ Brown. I probably wouldn't let that be a deal breaker for me if you're getting, say, a running back or a tight end or a quarterback back that you really, really want. You know what I'm saying? Because I gotcha. do think, yeah. I think all those receivers, none of them stand out to me as, oh, you're going to have to every week feel like this guy's above the rest of them. But I will say, AJ Brown's usage tonight 
will may go a long way in determining how you feel about him because I think the Titans are going to have to lean on him if they're going to continue to make this playoff run, which, you know, they're clearly in the driver's seat to win the AFC South with that division just being a mess. And so I think offensively, they're going to have to do more with A.J. Brown. So I wouldn't be surprised to see his usage increase. And if that's the case, he might be the one guy who you don't want to move. So today, though, Bob, I would use, I believe, A.J. Brown and Adam Thielen of the two. Of the three that you All gave right. me there. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate right. it. And I do think uh, Michael Pittman is uh, proving to you that he very well could be, you know, a top 15, top top 15 to 20-ish wide receiver here. And Carson Wentz clearly has found uh, a mix with him that he likes, and he's been productive. So the only thing is you may not get the value for a guy like Michael Pittman if you're shopping him in a trade. Let's try our buddy Mike, who's in Mount Prospect. Mikey, hello. Hey, Jeff, good morning. Um, uh, your pre-show here, you mentioned uh, Murray, your concern. I've got him in my two leagues that I'm in. i got a Stafford and one that I can replace, but I got I picked up Cousins. Do I really start Cousins over him? No. No. Oh, well, well, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, obviously Stafford's a no-brainer. I'm, yeah, u- I'm yeah. using Kyler Stafford. Murray is I'm concerned okay, after so you're listening to your morning breakout. I got you. So should you, should you use Kirk Cousins over Kyler Murray? Yeah. You know, I think um, because you have, what would your alternative be in the event that, Mike, that if yeah, you had, I, if, if I you had to wait it out? That. I haven't even looked at it. So, you know, it always depends on, like, what the situation is. Do you have some flexibility where if you wait it out? And I would say, like, look, Kirk Cousins, he can be a viable fantasy player. There's plenty of weeks where he goes out there and, you know, puts in some fantasy, you know, some pretty solid fantasy numbers out there. Uh, The Ravens secondary hasn't been as, you know, outside of Marlon Humphrey, they've been, you know, they haven't been as good as you might have expect, expected. So I'd be fine, Mike, using Cousins if you don't want to have to completely play around with your roster, you know, right. at like, you know, you know what I'm saying, like 2 o'clock, inactives yeah, roll yeah, in, yeah. Kyler Murray's inactive, and all of a sudden you're, you're scrambling and you have to make a yeah. determination. I'd be perfectly fine using Cousins to avoid that head- headache. Yeah. Um, and okay. so, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I had a quick, uh, a couple quick PPR things. I got, I picked up Hunter Henf- uh, Renfro and and, and uh, versus uh, Cortland Sutton full PPR. I think with Ruggs gone, I think Renfro is going to see a lot of action today. Yeah, I need uh, one of those two. Yeah, yeah. Like honestly, I'm fine with that. Uh, I agree with you, especially in the PPR format. I usually lean towards using Renfro in most situations when we're talking about the you know the fringe wide receiver three types. And unfortunately, right. even though Cortland Sutton is, I, I love his his skill set. He can his catch radius is excellent. He goes and gets the ball. The problem for Cortland Sutton is Teddy Bridgewater's throwing the ball, and I don't like and him. Judy's back too, and Judy's back too. To, yeah, you know exactly. And so and so, yeah, that's just yeah. going to take away some yeah. targets. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. And uh, the other one was Boston Scott versus Daryl uh, Williams, Kansas City. Yeah. So Mike, uh, and thanks for the call. As always, appreciate it, buddy. I would use. I would use Daryl Williams over Boston Scott. The uncertainty right now with Derek Gore lurking is interesting for me, but I still think the Chiefs prefer Daryl Williams to Derek Gore. He didn't necessarily look like anything, like he was going to force the issue, although he may steal some carries from Daryl Williams. I still call me somebody who's in denial but I still think that that Kansas City Chiefs offense, when you get the opportunity to use people in them, is I feel I still feel like I want to 
you know, rely on that. So maybe I'm still a little bit in denial, but you know, with Jordan Love at quarterback for the Packers, this may be a situation where the Chiefs have the ball back, you know, more quickly than expected because the maybe the Packers can't sustain some drives here. So I would use Daryl Williams over Boston Scott at this point. All right, plenty more to go. Full phone line still, 312-332-3776. Keep trying. Or again, hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Plenty more to go here on the Fantasy Football Show. Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, never mind. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Sundays, I've got a pregame show, the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show, along with Deanne Miller, starting around 10 when Bears play at noon, but with a uh, 7 o'clock, 7.25 Monday night football kickoff, Deanne and I will be on from 6 to 7 tomorrow, but that means that you are in luck, friends, because you have some uh, Fred and Xander, bonus Fred and Xander today. They start at 10 o'clock after the odds couple. And let me tell you, Fred is going to be in a very happy mood as he makes his way through yet another race in the downtown Chicago area. I uh, had to run through the runners to get through some congestion this morning myself just to get here. So Knock anyone over? I did not. I always... It's... I, is anyone going to be upset with their time if there's maybe a second or two it's, over their, their it's, desired? It's a good point, Tyler. So Tyler Aki is uh, asking the question here. As you make your way through the streets of downtown on a Sunday morning, most people don't even know this because they don't come down on Sunday. But during the marathon, it's not that it's listen, listen, it's an inconvenience if you're trying to get to work where we work here on Staten Lake. But we're aware of when the marathon is actually happening. Now, I'm not sure if this is the hot chocolate run that's going on right now, which has usually early November been in years past. The problem with these smaller races, the 5Ks, the 10Ks, that happened to go through the streets of Chicago on a Sunday morning is they're not as well publicized as the Chicago Marathon. So let me tell you, as the host of a show on Sunday mornings, there's nothing that will immediately make you panic when you all of a sudden you recognize a bunch of traffic that shouldn't be there, streets closed off, and then you have to find a parking spot on a streets on streets that are all of a sudden crowded with a bunch of spectators who are cheering on the runners. And then also, when you do find that parking spot, you recognize there's going to have to be a brief moment where to get to where you need to go, you have to run through the runners because there's no way, unless you're going to walk miles around the actual course, there's no way to get to where I need to go. So the only way is the direct path, the straight line through the runners who are trying to do their best time. And it is always a nightmare. So hopefully uh, Fred finds a way through the runners. I was able to do so this morning. But yes, you always do get... Two or three people who you choose to make the run across, you get those glares from them like, what the hell are you doing? And you just shrug your shoulders and say, sorry. And then you run as fast as you can away from them, knowing that you have not run as, lo- as fast as long as them so far at this point. So you're probably not going to be harassed at that point. But it's always a little extra panicky. One thing I did not note, which, um, listen, I don't know if there's anything actionable about this, but it concerns me. As the owner of Josh Allen in a few fantasy football leagues, the Bills placed Mitchell Trubisky on COVID-19 list. And of, that was yesterday. And of course, the reason I'm concerned, because 
we've seen numerous times now that when somebody who's at a position group tests positive for COVID, very frequently another person from that position group follows. Now, I'm not saying, you know, obviously we hope nothing happens. Hopefully Mitch Trubisky's fine. But the one thing that's curious is Josh Allen, at least at the start of preseason, was very... Uh, he, he initially refused to be vaccinated. And there was, you know, at this point, we don't know who is and is not vaccinated, who chose to get vaccinated. But obviously that's a bit concerning because, you know, Josh Allen, just keep an eye out because uh, if you're a Josh Allen owner, I would say if you're carrying one quarterback and there's someone who's out there on the roster, maybe just take a peek ahead just to get ahead of it. That's all I'm saying. Be uh, be a little preemptive because that's kind of just reading tea leaves and the way things have unfolded at times. You know, oftentimes you'll see guys from the same position group. If someone tests positive in their room, frequently you'll see another guy or two also because of the close contact end up testing positive. So just be cautious about that. Maybe if you want to get ahead of it. 312-332-3776. Let's try Will, who's in Brookfield. Hey, Will. What up, Jeff? What is up? You're the best. Hey, um, it's a full point PPR. Mm -hmm. I need two of the three. I have uh, Darrell Williams, mm-hmm. Van Jefferson, and Boston Scott, thanks to you, last Sunday. Nice. All right. So I, for me, it's pretty easy. I'm going to use Scott and Williams today. I like the Van Jefferson idea, especially with the release of Deshaun Jackson. But the one thing I'll say is, you know, in PPR formats, I think Van Jefferson's kind of more of a bi-week fill-in if you're desperate. And you've got some pretty good options there, so it's no, no real reason to use him. I don't think he's all of a sudden with the release of Jackson going to be somebody who's seeing, you know, five catches a game. I think he's just going to be a deep threat. They're going to continue to lean heavily on Cup, Woods, and Higby, and even Daryl Henderson out of the backfield at times. If anything, Van Jefferson's going to need, I think, an injury to one of those receivers before you feel comfortable using him on a week-in, week-out basis. Otherwise, he's kind of just a boom-or-bust, you know, player. If he scores a long touchdown, sure, you're happy, but... I think those cases are going to be few and far between for the most part, Will. Thanks a lot, Jeff. No problem. Thank you. Let's let's go on out to, let's try Luke, who's in Joliet. What's up, Luke? Hey, good morning, Jeff. What's going on? Um, Thank you for taking my call. I just got a quick question. So with Devontae Parker going on IR, would you start Jalen Waddell or Julio Jones? And second to that, would you trade Julio for Devonta Smith? It's kind of close, but the hammy. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So I would definitely use Jalen Waddle today. Uh, I think that matchup against the Texans is very, very sweet and delicious for Miami today. So I'm definitely using Jalen Waddle over Julio today because he is still listed as questionable with that hamstring injury that he's dealing with. So with that being the night game, I'd hate to be uh, you know sol if uh, if Jones is not able to go. So definitely use Waddle because it's a good matchup. And then trading Julio Jones for Devontae Smith, I think I would actually hold off and wait to see what the situation was with Julio because, honestly, I think the the Titans are going to need to open it up a little bit. And if Julio can get back healthy and out there, I think he and A.J. Brown are going to, if the Titans are going to do anything, they're going to need to lean on their passing game for the most part, Luke. So I think I would wait because Devontae Smith, even though he's a talented player, as long as Jalen Hurts is throwing the football to him, you know, I, I can't feel comfortable starting him on a week-in and week-out basis. So I think Julio is someone you'll feel better about starting if he shows he's healthy and he's out there playing. 
as opposed to Devontae Smith, who's going to have Hurts throwing him the football, it seems like, for most of the year here. Rousing in the way. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Take care, Luke. He drops off, which leaves the line open for you. Again, 312-332-3776. Let's try our buddy Dave, who's in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. What's going on, Davey? Not much. How are you today, Jeff? Very well. Hey, I got a PPR question, and I got a quick quarterback question. Um, I need one of these three. Ayuk, uh, not sure, you know, with, with Kittle and Samuels, and Goddard and Sanders, who had a big goose egg last week, Emmanuel Sanders. Um, I need one of those three, and then... With Dak coming off injury, Dak or Stafford this week? Oh, Stafford, no question. I would listen. I, I'm not starting. Even the way the Cowboys have kind of used their their uh, offensive game plan this year, they've been leaning more heavily on the run, and you know they've been beating teams. So I would, yeah, don't even think about using. I would honestly, I, I there's not going to be too many situations all year where I would feel. Oh, use Dak over Stafford. Stafford in that Rams passing game, I want him locked in each and every week, Dave. So I would uh, just, you know, look, set him and forget him going forward. And then for your uh, PPR uh, flex spot here, you got Sanders, Emmanuel, Brandon Ayuk, and Dallas Goddard. I I know he it's disappointing, but I still think I feel best about Emmanuel Sanders and the Bills passing game. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, right. you can't trust, you know, and you need, I think you need to see three or four good games before you can actually feel like, you know, Kyle Shanahan is is going to trust him. And then Dallas Goddard, same thing. Same thing with the De- Devontae Smith issue, you know. Uh, he, and also, he's a tight end, so he's, you know, I just like explosive wide receivers when I have the opportunity to. So I don't feel very confident about it, Dave, but I would use Sanders over the other two. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good weekend. You do the same, Dave. Let's try Isaac. Who's in Denver? Isaac, what's up, my man? Hey, Jeff. Good morning. Love the show, man, and Thanks. the pregame show. Thanks for all you do. I uh, got to give you huge props for the Boston Scott throw out. I picked him up, and he was solid last week. Awesome. So, glad glad you could use it. Him. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I just got a quick question. Uh, I had James Robinson, but unfortunately, like you were saying, it doesn't look like he's going to go. So I'm kind of down. I picked up. Uh, Christian McCaffrey in a trade, mm-hmm. and I still have Khalil Herbert, so I'm kind of wondering which one is going to see more action because I feel like they both might be limited either because of Montgomery coming back or just McCaffrey because of being hurt. Uh, half point PPR on that, too. Oh, this is Isaac. This is I, I love you, my man. This is so like I'm not even hesitating. Christian McCaffrey each and every day listen you're right he may be they may be a little bit more you know cautious with his touches today but the truth is we don't know herbert like there's a possibility david montgomery's back and the workhorse back again matt Nagy, you can't you can't trust anything he's going to do so there's a very very good very there's a possibility that exists where khalil herbert you know gets like two or three carries um christian mccaffrey you know he's he's been activated off the injured reserve even even Christian McCaffrey, if he only plays half the snaps, that is better than probably, I'd say, 80% of the running backs out there in fantasy football. So, for sure, when McCaffrey's active, you start him, Isaac. Don't even think twice about it, bud. 
Awesome. Hey, right. well, I'm glad to hit you with an easy one. I lo- Bear listen, down. No problem. Bear down as always. Thanks, Isaac. I do love the easy ones. They make my job that much easier. All right, I'm Jeff Miller. This is the Fantasy Football Show, 312-332-3776. We've got one segment to go again every Sunday, 8 to 9 a.m. Make sure you make it your priority. We'll be here for you on ESPN 1000. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. I need you guys to act this if you want to get out of this. All right, quickly here, trying to give you all the latest information here on the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Jeff Meller. Again, players expected to play today. Dak Prescott, Taysom Hill, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle. Jeff Wilson will be back and active for the 49ers. I'm sure uh, Kyle Shanahan will do nothing to completely destroy fantasy owners' running games with Elijah Mitchell, who's questionable. He's going to be give it a pregame go, and uh, we'll know more about him as the inactives roll in. Matthew Stafford, Adrian Peterson, both expected to play today. No surprises there. We already know the guys who are out for the most part. Aaron Rodgers, Derek Henry, Calvin Ridley, Odell Beckham, you know, obviously, it has been released. Dawson, Dawson Knox continues to be out. Devontae Parker, Saquon Barkley, this is for the ankle. He had a false positive test on the COVID, so he does not have COVID, but he's still dealing with, dealing with that ankle injury. And those are basically your biggest uh, fantasy football impacts there. All right, quickly here to the phones, wrap this up. We'll try... Hmm. I'm going to go with Tom in Bridgeport, who's been hanging on the longest. Tom, thanks for your dedication, my man. No problem, Jeff. How are you doing today? Good. good. I need uh, three at least four receivers, Jeff. None PPR. Okay. Uh, Claypool, Higgins, Jerry Judy, or Kirk Christensen. Um, all right. So, I, Tom, I think I would sit Jerry Judy of those four options. I'm going to use Claypool, Higgins, and Christian Kirk. Yeah, the reason why I like Kirk is because of... Uh, DeAndre Hopkins being banged up, you know? Yeah, and he's, listen, he's, the good thing about the, the Cardinals offense, Tom, is that they spread it around, you know, they, you know, and now, listen, as I, as I talk it through, I'm, I'm wondering, though, the one question is if Colt McCoy is, you know, going to start, if Kyler Murray's inactive, would I change my decision there? And that's the one thing where I'm just thinking it through here. I, mm, I think I. Well, if he if he does, I'll just change it over to Judy. Or well, something, you know, yeah, does. yeah. But yeah. the one thing, keep an eye out, Tom, because I don't know if we're going to know though before noon. That's the only problem. So, oh yeah, that's right. That's so you know, right. yeah, yeah, but it's it's not yeah. enough for it. I don't think it's enough, Tom, for me to really change things that drastically. There, we're talking about you know whether it's Bridgewater or Colt McCoy throwing you the football. I don't think there's a huge difference there. So I'd go ahead and still use Christian Kirk at that point. Let's try Joe, who's in Spring Grove. Hey, Joe. Morning, Jeff. I got a tight end question. Mm-hmm. I got two. I need one. I've got Evan Engram at home against the Raiders, and I got Tyler Conklin of the Vikes on the road against the Ravens. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to throw and hold there, Joe, too, because of a little bit of the feedback there. I think I'd still use Evan Engram. I feel like he's more involved in the passing game. I'm just basically betting on volume there. 
Conklin, unless he's going to score a touchdown, I don't think you really feel good about using him. So I would use uh, Evan Engram in that situation. Let's try Simon, who's in Park Ridge. Hey, Simon. Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, I have a quarterback question, and it's also like it falls on the uh, receiver question too. Okay. So I got Joburo and Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. and I want to know which one of them to start. But my receivers are Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Amari Cooper. Well, I feel like that plays a fact. So I, I was going to say if it was all if you didn't have Cooper, I could see where you might say okay. Um, I, I think personally, though, I would still, especially because, you know, Dak hasn't gone out into the field since that calf injury. So I think I'd play it a little safer, Simon. I don't want to be, you know, you, the one thing is when a guy's dealing with an injury like that, like re, you're always concerned about re-injury, right? And so with Burrow being a very, very good option for you, I would use Burrow until I see Dak make it through a game, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Right. All right. Good luck to you, Simon. Let's try Ron, who's in Schaumburg. Hey, Ron, what's up? Hey, Jeff. Morning. How are you doing today? Very well. Okay, I got a, a flex question. I've got five. I need one. My other flex was uh, Boston Scott, which you recommended to pick up last week, and I did. Excellent. But uh, the five I have is uh, Hunter, Ren- Renfro, mm-hmm. Richard Bateman, Chase Claypool, Kenneth Gainwell, Christian Kirk. Now, I was going to play uh, Robinson, but I guess sure. according to Adam Chetner, he doesn't sound like he's going to play. Yes, today. you're correct, Ron. It looks like James Robinson is not going to be available for the Jaguars today. And you said it's a standard, so it's a non-PPR. I think, Ron, in that situation, I would, because uh, you have a lot of receivers who are very good in PPR, but in standard, they're kind of, eh. I think I would use Chase Claypool, Ron, with the uh, possibility of scoring a touchdown there. Uh, that's my bet there. And then uh, don't forget, all right, folks, don't forget, I will, if you're on hold right now, don't worry. I will stick around. I'll take your calls off the air. Unfortunately, we're up against it out of time here. But Fred and Xander will be up at 10 o'clock talking, I'm sure, a lots of NFL action. They'll get you set for bear a little uh, early preview of Bears and Steelers. Lots around the NFL. What's going on? I'm sure they'll touch on the Bulls. Tough, disappointing loss last night as well. And, of course, uh, whatever else. Uh, maybe Fred will rant about the marathon. Or, or not the marathon, but the uh, the runners out there. Again, the Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Twin Peaks, as always. Thanks to them. We do appreciate their sponsorship. Thanks to my main man, Tyler Aki, for being here today. Thanks to you as well for listening. Again, I'm back tomorrow with Dion Miller for the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000 at 6 p.m. Thanks for listening, folks. Talk to you tomorrow.